and welcome to Fortune's Wheelhouse, a podcast about esoterics and the tarot. I'm Susie Chang, and my co-host is Mel Moline. We're going on a journey through the symbolic imagery of each of the 78 tarot cards. Last year, we completed all 22 major arcana, and with this episode, we're starting in on the minor arcana. Thank you to all the dedicated listeners who signed up as Fortune's Wheelhouse patrons and made it possible for us to continue this magical, mythical, esoteric adventure. For the Minor Arcana, we'll be changing our format just a little bit. In addition to the usual discussion of symbolism in the Rider-Waite-Smith and Thoth decks, we'll also be talking about imagery in Mel's Tabula Mundi deck, which is something a number of you have asked us to do. We'll also be talking more about practical applications in tarot, and we'll look forward to hearing about any insights and interpretations you've developed over the years as well. If you're new to Fortune's Wheelhouse, welcome! We're thrilled to have you. Please be sure to check out our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash Fortune's Wheelhouse. If you sign up as a patron at even the $1 level, you'll gain access to the hundreds of articles we've written to support our podcast discussion. And that can be a real help, especially with some of the more obscure material like Hermetic Kabbalah, which can be challenging for those new to esoterics. You can also sign up for our incredible weekly prize giveaways there. We also have a Red Bubble store where you can find super stylish Fortune's Wheelhouse merchandise. And that's it www.redbubble.com slash people slash wheelhouse93 slash shop. This week, we're starting right in on the Ace of Wands. And for this week's giveaway, we have two splendid prizes, a framed print of all four aces from Mel's Tabula Mundi deck and a Fortune's Wheelhouse wall calendar for 2018. The calendar features Mel's original images and is annotated with important dates to remember, like when Fortune's Wheelhouse airs each week. All you have to do for your chance to win is sign up as a patron at the $3 level or higher, and you will be entered in each of our random drawings. You can do that at www.patreon.com slash Fortune's Wheelhouse. And now, here's this week's episode. Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. We're back at Fortune's Wheelhouse, and we are ready to start in on the Ace of Wands, appropriately enough, for the New Year. The way we're going to do this is we're going to go... How did we decide to do this? I think we were going to do Wands first, all the way from the Ace through the Princess. Right. So we'll go Ace through Ten, and then uh, King through Page, or Knight through Princess, and then we're going to do each of the suits. Each of the suits. So we'll do cups and then we'll do swords and then we'll do discs. And we will end with the page of pentacles or princess of discs. So 56 weeks of wonderfulness to look forward to. <laughs> and maybe more because we may be putting some episodes in sort of for explanatory purposes because there's a lot of um, structural stuff that is hard to explain. Uh, we'll support it with article material on the website. Uh, but, you know, a lot of these things merit an episode of their own. Okay. So, um, so strap in and, uh, and buckle up because, because uh, we're heading out on a rocket. We, we're also going to take this opportunity to talk a little bit about the suit of wands, since um, the ace of wands is our introduction to the suit of wands. Um, the suit of wands um, has many names, as we know, um, though not as many maybe as the suit of pentacles. Um, we've see, we see it called the suit of rods. I think that's in the Morgan Greer deck. I've seen that. Um, a lot of people call them staves or scepters or batons. All of these things have, uh, something in common. They all have something to do either with rulership or, um, growth. I guess mm -hmm. growth and wood, yeah. wood and potential. Wood is interesting because I think of it as both, um, you know, growth and newness, mm -hmm. and sprouting and budding. But then there's also old growth and you know yeah. endurance and yeah. And the idea that 
wands are associated with the suit of fire. So the wood is the fuel for the fire, but it's also the fire of life that causes the wood to grow, to causes the the, sap to rise. The sap to rise. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Now, in there are a lot of different ways that people do associations for the four suits. Um, and there's plenty of disagreement if you're looking for it, but we go with, uh, fire for wands and air for swords. Um, there are those who flip those two around. Um, so we go with wands are fire and we start with fire because well i think it's the most spiritual of the elements you know mm-hmm. the, the most refined and closest to the purest, creation yeah, yeah. Purest level of creation yeah yeah and um and in in hermetic kabbalah we always follow that sequence of fire then water then air then earth so fire emanates first from the divine and then and then water and then air is actually the the combination of the two is the idea that air emanates from those and two. Either way, whether you go with the uh, traditional zodiac starting at zero degrees of Aries, there's mm-hmm. fire or mm-hmm. the alternative golden dawn star at exactly, five degrees yeah. Leo or whatever. It's still mm-hmm. starting in fire. You know, that, right. that spark right. starts things up. And that's actually um, interesting to think of because, you know, uh, Different people do it different ways. Some people say wands are spring. Um, I think, uh, in the hermetic tradition, we talk about wands as, as summer. Summer, south. Yeah, south yeah. as the direction south, the time of day, noon, and the season summer. Um, and, uh, and we, and we think of it as hot and dry. So we have those, uh, those 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 qualities, those tactile qualities that sort of ramify throughout the four signs. We have hot and dry. We have uh, cold and wet, which is cups. We have hot and wet, yes. Yes. which is swords, <laughs> yeah. and we have cold and dry, which is pentacles. So, um, so here we start with hot and dry, and the also the idea is that fire. You know, if you look at the alchemical symbol for fi- fire, that upright triangle, it points up towards the heavens. And it's also the way if you look at a bonfire or something, it looks like that, you yeah. know, it has or that. a flame or a flame. Yeah. 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 It has that sharp point on top. And that's, uh, you know, there's something very basic about that. Historically, in the in the theory of the four humors. So the um, bodily humor that is associated with fire is yellow bile, whatever that is, or whatever they thought it was. I don't know what that could even be. Um, and the, and the temperament associated with it is the choleric temperament. So, which kind of makes sense. You know, we have a fiery temperament, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. Um, the idea that, uh, you know, I mean, I don't think choleric meant the same thing then as it means now, but nowadays when we say someone is choleric, we mean that they're, Easily roused, you know. Yeah, and that's interesting because um, the yellow bile makes me think of liver, and liver is associated with anger mm-hmm. in the body. Oh, in the, okay, the emotion, yeah. Emotional body to yeah, yeah, and in fact, the liver was associated yeah. with it. Yeah, so that that makes a lot of sense. Um, it is associated also. Um, suit of wands is associated with a sense of sight, interestingly enough, um, which kind of makes sense when you think that you need light, fire to see by. Um, cones and rods. Exactly. <laughs> cones and rods. Yeah. And uh, yeah, whereas um, it would be taste for cups because you need saliva, you need water, uh, smell for swords because you need air to carry it and touch for pentacles because that's matter. Mm-hmm. But I guess um, hearing kind of I would think hearing would equally go with uh, with air and smell. Yeah. But, you know. Okay. Uh, any other correspondences for the four suits? Um, well, we should probably talk a little bit about the um, Kabbalistic worlds. The Kabbalistic world associated with fire is Atzilut. We'll probably have to put up a diagram showing the four worlds. But um, but which sephirot go in Atzilut, according to Daigo. Yeah, would be the top, the supernals. The supernals, right. So we have Keter, uh, Chokmah, and Binah, um, 
belong in Atsilut, which is sometimes called the archetypal world um, or the world of emanation, I mm. think, you know. And the idea there is um, you think of the fourfold riddle of the Sphinx uh, that all of this is associated with Wele, uh, to do, to will. So you were saying... Yeah, so I think of that world as being the the first impulse that uh, leads to creation, mm-hmm. but it's very much pre-anything else. It's like mm-hmm. the, 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 the seeds or the conditions right. out of which creation arises rather than anything that proceeds exactly. from there. Nothing you know? that's like, actually it, created. It's very nascent, you know, right. it's like... Right. Yeah. And it's not even like, um, it's not even like the platonic forms, cause that's, that's in Bria. That's right. in the next world. It's one step before that. It's the desire or the will to create. Right. It's the need or mm-hmm. the, the conditions. What makes of spirit, the, you know, what, yeah. what, what spirit needs or what it, you know, the words are kind of hard for this world to just, yeah. to describe it because it's, mm-hmm. it's, almost too pure for it's almost for the, too pure you know. and and i think that like i think that wands in general you know i always had trouble figuring out what you know what wands represented in the beginning they were the last ones for me to understand because people would say oh you know it's your will but what is your will right you can't put a finger on it it's not tangible i think it's it's the you know the force that drives the fuse it's the thing that causes the yeah. will to live right That's, yep that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that makes the the in the spring makes things come up out of the ground. Um, you don't know why. You don't know what the signal is. It's intangible, but there's a force that causes them to do so. And it, and there's a force that you know within us that drives us to procreate, that drives us to eat, that drives us to uh, do things. We have a hunger for life, which I think is represented. By yeah, wands. it's like a yeah. spiritual desire. It, mm-hmm. It's definitely mm-hmm. there's definitely something of desire nature, but it's it's not so graspable, right? When I think of that absolutic force, mm-hmm. one of the sayings for the ace is "I will be" for the ace of wands. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that, yeah, that drive to be, yeah, eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, it's the thing that causes you to start. So I think we might as well just go right into the ace. Um, we're not going to really talk about Marseille cards at all in later um, pips, but it's kind of interesting to look at with the ace of wands and the ace of swords particularly because in the Marseille deck, they also have the hand coming from the cloud uh, grasping the implement yeah, <laughs> just the, on the male, you know, so-called masculine card. The traditional Golden Dawn decks all had, you know, the hands, mm-hmm. the hands holding the things. But it's interesting that that kind of continued on yeah. with just the aces mm-hmm. because that, that hand, that divine hand reaching out and, and grasping kind of speaks about that impulse, that mm-hmm. will, that first reaching mm-hmm. for something. Absolutely. And what's really interesting is that both – um, in both the Marseille imagery and in Wade Smith, you have the same hand. It's the right hand. It's the front of the right hand. And I think that that's significant in the sense that, you know, it's the, it's the receiving open side of the hand that sort of welcomes you into life. Whereas the sword one, uh, is the back of the hand. It's, and that's true both in Marseille and in the Wade Smith mm. deck. Well, that's so. really interesting because they say the, uh, the Ace of Wands is the, natural force as Mm -hmm. opposed to the ace of swords being the invoked force oh that makes so much sense and you know and the wand is a natural object versus the swords which is a construction so like i think of the natural a natural force as something that just arises out of that absolutic Mm -hmm. whatever it is whatever it is (laughs) whereas with the invoked force of the sword you're you're mentally you're you're consciously choosing to to, you know to wield it and to discriminate and to cut and to separate which is why the back of the hand thing it's 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 to push away from you in a way whereas the wand uh, invites you i don't know that's a way of looking at it Mm -hmm. um and i think also that on all um on on all ace of wands and um and lucky listeners, we're going to be looking at Tabula Mundi as well as Rider Waite Smith and Thoth in the minors. So uh we see, you know, references to that 
that force that comes from nowhere and is self-sustaining, like the sun itself, right? There's, it's not diminished by shining on anything and, and get, granting its light and energy to the world. Um, the, the, the life force is not diminished by, uh, by erupting into being. So in the Wade Smith version, you have a card that, you know, has, it's a, it's a cut wand and yet it's um it's a cut limb of a tree and yet it's green right it's got green leaves and green leaves are falling from it nothing is withering nothing is dying i think in the uh wait smith deck you never see flames but you see leaves as almost representative of yeah. fire instead yeah yeah All yeah all their wands mm-hmm. are, are usually budding or or many of them are but you, you don't see actual fire mm, in any of the cards that is I'm, that true that i can well, remember huh Interesting. Run them through my head for really well. There's like you know yodes on the uh, on the tower card, kind of a thing right, that but are I'm like gouts about the miners in the, the wands, miners. The wands miners. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think you see flames. No actual flames in the suit of wands. In Rider Waite. In yeah. Rider Waite. Yeah, in Rider Waite, exactly. Whereas um, in Thoth, we have all kinds of flames. Um, and whereas we don't we don't necessarily have uh, the green leaves, but what we have is sort of this electric erupting force coming out of the uh, Ace of Wands. And you know, and in the Thoth card, as in your card, we have a representation of the Tree of Life. You can see uh, the ten flames both on your card and the Thoth card in the arrangement of the Tree of Life um, as a reminder that this is. You know, not just that it's the crown on the tree of life, not just that it's Keter, but that it, that each thing contains the whole, right? So each, the further. With the Ace of Wands, it's said to contain everything. The entire, you know, not just the suit of wands, Mm -hmm. but the entire Mm -hmm. deck. Exactly. Or at least all the miners within it. So it contains the entire tree, you know, it starts it all off and. It all evolves from there. Exactly. So the um, in general, with the Tree of Life, the Sephirot are not linear in the sense that we go from one to two to three and then, you know, leave it behind. They are like nesting dolls. So everything is contained in Keter and then everything below uh, Chokmah is contained in Chokmah. So it unfolds like a, you know... Like a rosebud yeah. Yeah. opening. <laughs> yes, that's better. <laughs> right, right. So it's, you know, endlessly unfolds, endlessly hatches, endlessly uh, reveals what's uh, what's within. First of all, you know, we, we talked a little, we've already talked about the nature of the primal fire that runs through all of these. Um, I think we've covered that pretty well, but we also should probably mention that Unlike the two through ten cards, which each cover ten degrees of the zodiac, the ace and the princess cards, uh, ace, page, or princess cards cover an entire quarter, so ninety degrees. The sector from uh, March. Am I am I getting that right? March twenty. No, 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 no. no, I kind of think of mm -hmm. it in a little bit of a different way, and Mm -hmm. it may be right or it may be wrong, but. Mm Where the princesses are centered around the the fixed or Mm -hmm. cherubic sign Mm -hmm. with the two, you know, adjacent signs before and after that sign. Mm -hmm. I almost think of the aces as just being dividing up the quarters into the suits, Mm. you know, so the Mm -hmm. ace of wands has the the three fire signs. Mm hmm. You know, yes, I see what you mean. It, yeah, rather than hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. visually it's a little hard to imagine. But if you picture a, a globe with the zodiac around it, it would be divided into quarters for the princesses. But there'd be a triangle, you know, a trine of the, the, the yes. signs for the aces or something. Right. And I don't know if that's right. wrong, but that's what the way I like to think about it. It's a nice way to think about it. I mean, it makes a lot of so sense. So there's a circle and a mm-hmm. triangle, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I see what you mean. Yeah. So sort of if you look from the opposite, from the... from If you try to picture yeah. it in 3D, that's what you end up with. Yeah. So, you know, it's a question of whether you're talking about quadruplicities or triplicities. So, yes. um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when we look at 
the uh, round diagram that we'll probably be referring to a lot that has uh, all of the uh, minors represented on it in a zodiacal arrangement, and we'll put that up on the website. They do have the aces parallel to the princesses, but, you know, it makes a lot more sense intuitively to say all the fire signs are enclosed within this ace. Right. Yeah. So, so there are themes of beginning no matter which way you look at it. Um, because, you know, Aries being the beginning of the astrological year, but Leo having been the beginning of the Egyptian calendar, right? It's first Leo, right? Uh, Leo, yeah. Yeah, because, point, yes, the Regulus point. The Regulus point where that was timed with the flooding of the Nile on the Leo-Aquarius axis. So you would have a Aquarius full moon or during the sign of Leo, and that would be the start of the agricultural new year. Regardless, we have a story of beginnings going on. Looking at the um, Marseille ace, you know, the one thing that sticks out is that it's a very green, green wand. Yes. You know, the, I guess that's the symbolic growth. And- yes, yes. And it's, uh, I think what Ben Dove, this is, I think the, I can't remember whether that's the Kamwen Hodorowsky one or the, or the Ben Dove Marseille that I have printed out. But I think in either one, the shape of the wand is the same. And Ben Dove made the point that it's both female and male because it has a sort of hollowness at the top, mm-hmm. you know, that's sort of, you know, vestibule, <laughs> uh, vesica Pisces shaped. And, you know, and yet it's also, um, a, a phallic symbol very clearly. So, um, but I think it kind of goes with this idea that everything is contained within the symbol. Yeah, male the, and female. The green is kind of interesting because mm-hmm. you think of green as an earth color, and you know that speaks to me of how Keter is mm-hmm. Malkut is in Keter, and, and, you know, and and, and yeah. how this 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 beginning goes all the way down to the end to Earth. And yes, so the green of Earth is you know shown mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. symbolically there, and it also makes me think of that you know they associated. Wands with the peasants, the working, yes. the working class, and working the then, earth. And when you think of green right. and you know money, and so that then again, yes. there's another you know wands, mm-hmm. pentacles, right. kind of link in right. that way. Right, right, right. Yes, that's true. That's true. You know, links well, this- the workers to the merchants. You know, the merchants of pentacles and the working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yes, you, you that's, can't have one that's without the other. <laughs> true. And also, when you think of you know, one way I like to think of the whole fourfold sequence is. You know, um, the pentacle is like the seed. It's, it's both the end and the beginning. And, you know, it's a seed that the plant drops. You bury it in the earth. Then you have the sun that warms it and brings it back to life. Then you have the rains that allow it to germinate. And then you have the, you know, the, the air that allows the seeds to disperse, you know, so there's like this whole yeah. or pollination or whatever. Yeah. And so you have this cycle in which the, you know, the, the, the burying of the seed and the awakening of the seed go from earth to fire like that. Yep. You can see how that's contained within the Ace of Wands. Interesting. And, you know, the, the potential for growth is, is there. And plus the, the, uh, yeah, <laughs> the, that, the Marseille. The whole elemental cycle that you just described mm-hmm. in terms of plant growth is echoed in the, uh, the order of the divine name. Yes. You know, if you think about how that unfolds. Yes. Cycle. Mm-hmm. It's very similar. Exactly. Exactly. And it's also interesting that the, uh, the, the Marseille Ace of Wands, you could say it's chock full of yuds. You know? <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> so yodi goodness there. And in the colors of the three other elements. So mm-hmm. the, the three, mm-hmm. you know, principal elements, fire, water, mm-hmm. and air, and then mm-hmm. the green of earth in the yeah. wand itself. Yeah. And I think, you know, color schemes vary in Marseille, but this makes a lot of sense in the terms of that you have all the primaries there. How many are there, yuds? Mm, that's a good question. My guess would be 22, but we You'd think so. Them. Yeah, let's count the yuds. Because that's what we do. <laughs> 29. 29? What the 29. hell? 29. What's up with that? That ain't no sacred number. <laughs> yeah, there's 29 in there. Wow, I counted wow. them twice because I wasn't sure if I did it right. But yeah, it's 29. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, the mystery of the 29 yuds. So yeah. if anyone has any ideas about what that might signify. And that's in the Marseille. And then if you yeah. look at the uh, Rider Waite, those mm-hmm. leaves, there are 18 of, of those. Mm-hmm. Both of those numbers make me think of something lunar, which doesn't intuitively make sense. Yes. Um, 
Yes, unless really. it's the unity of male and female, you know, hot and dry. And I have read that uh, 18 is the number for the uh, word chai. Oh, yeah, right chai. Now, chai yeah. But yes. mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which is, you know, being. And, That's true. And growth and life. liveliness. Life. And, and life. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. that makes sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. Although. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. That's a grasp. Eighteen wouldn't have been a eighteen or twenty nine wouldn't have been numbers that I would have guessed would have been there. Oh well, well, write in if you have any ideas. (laughs) (laughs) We're always interested in in what you might have to contribute to our speculations. Um, Okay. The other, Mm -hmm. looking at the uh, Rider Wake card, Mm -hmm. you know, not only are there no, there are no flames Mm -hmm. in the card at all, but Mm -hmm. every other element is actually expressed. So you have the river there for the water. You've Mm -hmm. got the mountains. The mountain for earth. earth. The cloud that the hand is issuing Mm -hmm. out of for air. So Mm -hmm. it's like everything else is represented except for fire. And this fire is, you know, symbolized by the the growth and the leaves. But Mm -hmm. it, it is true that they say that the aces are not the element. The element has not yet appeared. Mm -hmm. So it could be a way of, you know, of saying that before the element appears. Mm -hmm. Could be. The two is where the element actually manifests, where the aces, right, you know, before it manifests the the seed. And I like that there's a castle in the um, distance of yes, the Rider Waite. That's very uh, Malkut like. Yeah, you know, the kingdom. It's like the distant goal is yes. the kingdom Malkut at the you know at right. the very end of the cycle. That's where you're going to end up. Exactly. So here we are at the you know at the beginning of all things, and yet we have a preview of the end. Yeah, we have a, we have a goal distant mm-hmm. as it is, mm-hmm. and and I think the uh, the white the fact that the hand is not flesh colored, it's so very white, and with mm-hmm. all those brilliance coming off of it is mm-hmm. supposed to probably be Keter, a Keter reference. Well, let's talk about that. That's really the you know that's really interesting when we talk about color with Keter uh, in general with the aces because. You know, it's it's always white, some form of white, right? Um, white brilliance, pull. yeah. I think it, you in probably the, have them by heart. I think in the case of the Ace of Wands, it's like white brilliance is the color. White brilliance, and then I think so. It's I guess the it's same for Ace even of Cups, even. brighter than white. Here we go. Color scales. All right, so um, yeah, so we have uh, brilliance. Oh, brilliance. brilliance. So, yeah, cups is white brilliance. So the, the four aces, brilliance for the wands, white brilliance for cups, white brilliance for swords, and white flecked gold for pentacles or discs. Right, because I guess white is too concrete a term for right, where we are right now. Right, defined it, whereas, yeah, and the ace, yeah. it's just brilliance. Right, yeah. you're too dazzled to differentiate right. anything. But I think it's in- it's really interesting that you know, we have this, uh, these various forms of brilliance or, um, or light. pure light and Keter because, you know, the, the visible spectrum is all contained within the light, right? right? You know, it's all there. We can't see it, but it could potentially be split up to contain every, to show that it contains yeah, every everything. color, mm-hmm. like a prism. Yes. So, um, and then as we go down through wands, cups, swords, discs, one through 10, we'll get increasingly more Darker, more coalesced, more split up. Um, until and until the, we have muddy earth colors. <laughs> muddy of, flex and rays yeah. of Malkut. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. About which no one knows more in this in this universe than Mel. <laughs> I'm willing to I'm willing to conjecture. Well, maybe now at this point, but I don't know. When I think of the brilliance too, the the other thing it makes me think of is so if you think about light that's so brilliant that you can't even define it as white yet, mm-hmm. it it actually is blinding. Right, it's concealing, and that's one of the uh, the titles of Keter is the concealed of the concealed, right? Or the concealed one, <laughs> right, 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 right. Because the ace is kind of like a zero, you know. It's before the element shows, it, and really two is mm-hmm. the ace in a sense where the element right. first shows, and and the ace is kind of like an absence mm-hmm. more than mm-hmm. a presence mm-hmm. of something. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a little, it reminds me a little bit, this idea of, you know, so near to the divine that you can't see anything. It reminds me a little bit of the concept in astrology of, um, combust, combustion of a planet right, being so too close, close to, to the, the sun. sun. Yeah. It can't act in that. It can't act in its own form. It's drowned out or dazzled or, you know, um, disappeared by being under the beams. 
kind of similarly. Um, the other thing about the um, the whole hand grasping the wand, um, mm-hmm. you know, when we think of aces, I, when I think of aces, I think of them all as having a goal. Mm-hmm. There's something that hasn't yet happened, but there's an opportunity there. Mm-hmm. You know, something to reach for because the conditions are right for something to unfold. It hasn't yet. Mm-hmm. And so that mm-hmm. that hand is kind of like, you know, being open and, and grasping this mm-hmm. opportunity, you know, that is there that mm-hmm. maybe hasn't. Yeah, it's an act of both accepting and seizing on right. an opportunity. I think it's true of all aces that they represent an opportunity that has not yet taken form right you know, so in, the in real the, world the case of the ace of wands the opportunity is to to discover your will and follow your will mm-hmm. your, your goal is is to head towards what your your will is when that card shows up mm-hmm. so in all cases in all cases we have um you know we have a we have a wand made of wood. Um, I'm really interested in hearing from you a little bit about the faces inscribed in in the trunk of your oh, <laughs> wand yeah. in Tabula Mundi. Well, that's those are there trying to describe the fact that you know Keter and the Ace of Wands, which is the most Keter of all Keters. In yes, a sense, <laughs> it, one of its one of its titles is first the first swirlings, mm-hmm. where things are just. They haven't formed yet, but you know, their, their matter or spirit is swirling around getting ready to, mm-hmm. to and it, mm-hmm. it, it hasn't quite taken its form yet. And so it's very, so you can, you can kind of look in there and you think you see things, but you don't really know. But you're what not they sure. Are, and yeah. You're not sure. Do I see something? <laughs> is that a face? Is that yes. a, what is that? And so it's, it's all the, sw- the first swirlings of, Yes, it reminds me of the idea Whatever that the primal substance is right, know. and and it's invisible to you in ordinary reality. Like you know, if you were on acid or something, you know how faces appear in yeah. you know in other things, and that they're there all along. It's just that you're not seeing them. Yeah, you no, know, but the potential is there, uh, and the and the and the spirit, the life, the life spirit is there. Um, and you know what's really interesting to sort of think about for a minute is the idea that Keter is the crown, but we also call aces roots. We call them the root of the power of fire, you know, in the ace of wands. So, you know, maybe that's why it's the living wood, because it's got the root as well as the crown. It's complete unto itself. Right. And when you yeah. think of what the function of a root is, mm-hmm. it's to draw it's to draw from. Mm-hmm. It's not the mm-hmm. plant itself, it's what it's drawing from. Right. So this is not right. the element itself, it's what the element is. It's the force. It's the s- split, the divine name being split into these four different you know directions, mm-hmm. potentials, and that's the root is what the element is drawing from. Right. That, you know. Right, which is why it can sustain itself uh, because of its connection to the primal and to the divine. And it's interesting because the Ace of Wands, you know, it's both fire and also spirit because fire yes. is yes, you yes, know, yes. double duty as spirit. Yeah, I so got judgment today, by the way, speaking of spirit and fire. Yeah. yeah, I was kind Perfect. of looking for a Mars card, but, you know, this is, you know. That's pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good right there. Yeah. So there is that always that connection of, um, spirit being fire being closest to spirit and also contiguous in a way with spirit. So that as I, you know, as I was sort of pointing out, I got the judgment card. So in, um, in the, in the, in the majors, we have the three elements of, uh, water and air and earth as represented in the hanged man, the fool and the world or universe. But just as the world is said to contain both Saturn and earth, the element of earth, elemental earth, we have the judgment card containing both, uh, the so-called fifth element of spirit and, uh, elemental fire. We've also got some green in the the kind of lightning bolts in the uh, thoth yeah. ace. Yeah, um, yeah, there is a sort of a greenish cast to it. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. both the you know the flashing colors complementing all those mm-hmm. those elemental fire colors, mm-hmm. and, and you could also mm-hmm. think of it as being 
So when you think of the Ace of Wands and, and the, the world of absolute, mm-hmm. the male and female forces are balanced there. And so I think of the green there as bringing in that balancing Venusian kind of mm, interesting yeah. influence to this hugely solar phallic <laughs> masculine uh, outburst right. going on, you know, there's, right. that there's still love is the balancing, you know. Yes. Love. Venus and love. Yes, and if you look green. at the Ace and Princess of Wands in Thought, they have the exact same color palette all the way through. Yep. And I don't know whether that's true of the other Ace and Princess combinations, but it will be interesting to look and see later on. Um, by the way, absolute, I think, I, I looked up the definition, and there's a couple different definitions, but uh, one of them is like highness, rank, nobility, aristocracy, and the other is proximity emanation sort of so there's these ideas that the closer you are to the divine you know the higher and quote unquote pure you are so i'm you know i think with with hebrew translation you know it's not always easy for us to understand exactly what what is being got at <laughs> but it makes a lot of sense to me the idea that absolute might have something to do with nearness to god yeah and it's also yeah. mm-hmm. in you know in terms of how it relates to the the parts of the, I guess you'd call it the body, even though it's mm. or the soul, um, it's high the mm-hmm. the life force, mm-hmm. which is yeah. If you look at the word, it's looks like it says chia, which is how <laughs> I, I would have said it until someone told me that it's pronounced high. Although if you think about a chia pet, there's something sort of you <laughs> the, know, light, the life force, the life force, it, little seeds sprouting it all over to it to spontaneously yes. generate. <laughs> oh gosh yeah so do you remember in Promethea when she's going from Sephira to Sephira this is Alan Moore's Promethea Promethea which we love um we see that each Sephira is kind of associated with different kinds of gods like when you get to Teferit it's like all sacrificial gods and messiah figures um and I think with uh with Keter we associate creator gods not necessarily father figures, which we see in Chakma more, but more, um, but creator gods who are, um, which every cosmology has somebody who's responsible for everything. <laughs> someone so, to blame. Someone to blame. The buck stops here. <laughs> I have one thing which I was thinking of sort of wrapping up with practical applications because I've actually gone back through my diaries to see how Ace of Wands manifested. But do we have other things that we'd like to talk about? Well, I think one thing that would just be good to mention, all four Aces, I associate each one with a letter of the divine name. Yes, yes. This is the Yod. The secret seed. Yeah, the secret seed and, and, you know, that Keter as being the tip of the Yod where everything Mm -hmm. unfolds from there. And so this Mm -hmm. Ace has that quality of two will and... It's the first force, yes. that first motion, that first mm-hmm. spark. Mm-hmm. So then as you go through, as we go through the other aces, we'll see, you know, what, what their thing is. You know, the next one is the first form. We go right. from force to right. form. Right, right, you from know? wands to cups. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you say the first motion, I mean, that's literally like the prima mobile, right? Yeah. So when we look at the 10 Sephirot, we have the seven classical planets going from Binah, Saturn, on downward. But for the first two it, in Hermetic Kabbalah, we think of the entire zodiac being contained in Chokmah. And then in Keter is something called the prima mobile. So you want to talk a little bit more about that. It's pretty unknowable. Uh, yes. Just like Keter itself. I mean, what is that? It's that which contains the zodiac. I mean, mm-hmm. is that? It's. A, I think of it as kind of like you know the um, the big the bang. You right. know, the, the, sort of. Well, like, when you think of first motion, yeah, that is what created the universe. What created the zodiac? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, and it's definitely an outward expansion and, and motion that started from nothing exactly so So like if you go from nothing to something there has to be a motion of some kind and we don't know how to describe it and maybe it it also talks about the force of motion that that governs the way the the planets and the stars Mm. and the the whole thing revolves and and moves yes so it's not the 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 zodiac mm -hmm. itself it's the force that that governs its motion and yeah i mean the idea that 
you know, all life is changed. Because isn't that know? what the word is kind of trying to say, the first motion? I think so. Yeah, the first motion. Yeah. yeah. I I think that, you know, if you – something that's static is not alive, right? So it had to start somewhere, and it starts with being set in motion, literally. Right. Yeah. Like a giant clockwork. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's nothing until the first tick. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And in, in a sense, you know – it's unknowable, but also the term itself, the prima mobile, probably is just a placeholder, you know, in a way. It's sort of like, we don't know. So that's what right. it would be if it were something. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting thinking mm-hmm. about um first motion and it, it's mm-hmm. a spiral force when you think yeah. of, a, you know, a galaxy mm-hmm. and the universe. It's all said to be revolving, you know, mm-hmm. in a spiral force. And another one of the things for Keta is not just a point, but a swastika, a spiral, yes. a spiral force, a motion. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. And when you think about, um, as we've talked about on earlier podcasts, the idea that if you take the four points and then you set them in motion, then you get the swastika, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you get the, uh, the arms, the yeah. swastika tracing, you know, it's momentum. Yep. Yeah. And which again, first swirlings. Yeah. You know, that. First force, mo- it's all about, you know, that setting things in motion. Right. For the first time. Right. Oh, in the Tabula Mundi mm-hmm. um, ace, you'll see if you look, you, you've got the symbol for fire in the mm-hmm. upright triangle, and then you've got the circle, a couple of circles. Actually, you see a very large circle with, it's hard to see, but then there's the, the violet circle and the mm-hmm. yellow, yellow circle kind of behind his head. Oh, okay. And so mm-hmm. the, the, the triangle and the three circles, I mean, it makes me think of, we talked about aces as being the supernals. So there's yeah. the three, there's both the circ- circular point, but the three circles as the, um, the three supernals. Oh, okay. So that's what that is. Yeah. So, um, with, uh, so which corresponds to which? Well, or it's not it really was, like it's that. It's not really like it's that. It's not really it like that. More, it's sort of. It was more symbolic of you know mm-hmm. the splitting from the the first gotcha. uh, from Keter into the two other yeah um, yeah supernals yeah. But it's interesting because you know you and have, all of the aces have some form of these circles and triangles, mm-hmm. so that, which combines the elemental symbol. I was gonna say yeah yeah. So yeah, the yeah. ace of cups has this, but reversed because. Mm-hmm. The, um, it's the downward right. and the, and the right, but they all have some, you know, they're all connected in that way. And also, you know, I'm just looking at the three circles. They have they have the qualities of being, you know, combinations of the three yellow primary colors. Yeah, yeah I assume that was yep. on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you have the face at the top as well, which is sort of like the what the macro prosopis. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of like you know some more. S- some of the terms for for Keter, you know, the uh, the head that is not <laughs> the uh, the inscrutable head, and you know mm-hmm. things like that. The, you mm-hmm. know, the old. It's like the. It's both new and old at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's the beginning of something, but that's leading to the end. You know, the mm-hmm. the infant mm-hmm. and the old man. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. So there's also in, in Kabbalah, we have the idea of, um, the great face that looks down on the little face. Yeah. The, I think it's Tiferet looking up at Keter. And it's got the crown, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the crown the is the crown literally a crown. Yeah. yeah. Literally a crown, which you also have the hidden face I think echoed is on. Name. Yes. The concealed yeah. of the concealed. Right. And it's also a wand. If you look at it, it's not just, the perspective is is odd purposely mm-hmm. so that it both looks like a great tree mm-hmm. that you're looking up at but imagine if you had a wand and we're looking at it down to the yes end of it. Yes. So it's also as if you're wielding the wand right. and directing it and looking down at Alohomora. it. Alohomora! <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it, it is. And you can see the force, the force at the end of it, the lightning rod at the top of your tree could be either coming out or going exactly. in. Exactly. So right. you could be directing mm-hmm. and, and wielding this wand, or it can be the, the force, you know, the, the mm-hmm. big bang, the spark that yeah, down the yeah, tree yeah. And Reminds me a little bit of the the tower's lightning rod, yeah, you know, at the top like that, yeah, 
Yeah. So in like, in like life, when you get the Ace of Wands, what do you expect to see or what do you expect it to mean in the context of whatever cards you get with it? Well, I see, always see aces as being, you know, potential mm-hmm. beginnings. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. the beginning, but the potential for a beginning. Mm-hmm. And when I see this particular ace, it's either to discover some direction of your will, mm-hmm. your true will, mm-hmm. or sometimes it's just passion and creativity of yes. some sort arising or the potential for it to arise, you mm-hmm. know. Absolutely. Because when I went back through my journal, you know, I have this handy dandy database. So I know every card I've drawn for a few years, I went back and I looked up every Ace of Wands I drew because I really didn't know what this card, you know, how it manifests in my life. I didn't really know very clearly. And literally every time I looked in my diary and to see what I'd done that day, there was some like project that I had to finish, right? Yeah. You know, his, like, you have this too, like, you start doing something and then it's like you can't stop. You, yeah. know, it, you know, you don't eat, you don't drink, you right. don't sleep until that's it's what, done. That's what I mean by that <laughs> passion. Yeah. 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 And you don't know what's making you do it. It's almost like you can't not do it. It's a compulsion. Yep. And that's what I kept finding over and over again that, um, yeah, I love seeing this card because yeah. as an artist, when I see that, I'm always like, oh, creative cycle. Yeah, and you know it's going to take a toll reach. on you. <laughs> within re- creative cycle, within reach. You just got to yeah. reach out and grab it. And the thing is that you can't stop because you have the whole vision complete in your, your head. head. Yeah. And that's what that's it is. That's what this card is all about. The whole The whole thing is contained potential. in the beginning. Yep. So, And you can't stop because you feel like you just have to at least get it fleshed out. You have to see the whole structure in place yep. at once. So... Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it makes so much sense that it's sort of a stand in for the creative process itself. Yeah. The creative force. Yeah. That that spark that triggers Mm -hmm. the first motion towards a manifestation of creativity. Right. Some form. Right. (laughs) And that sometimes is so strong that you (laughs) just have to follow the whole thing. Or like when you're planting something, you know, and you're outside and you know, you should go in and eat something or, you know, whatever, and you end up planting the garden all day because that's what you do. (laughs) There's a, I think I, there's a little section where this is in my book, but a funny story about this card is as I was drawing the cards of the deck, Mm -hmm. Pete, my husband mm-hmm. says, oh, so you, what are you working on? And I was like, yeah, the Ace of Wands. He's like, so what's it going to be, a flaming stick? <laughs> and I was just started laughing because, I mean, I'm like, yes, it's going to be a flaming stick, but just you wait. It's not going to be any old flaming stick. You'll see. And he just like kind of looked at me like, yeah, you've seen one flaming stick. You've seen them all. And then when I showed it to him, the finished yeah. card, he was like, Huh, you're right. This isn't just any old flaming stick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. So this was, so you'd done all your majors at this point, yeah. and it was the very first of your yeah, minors yeah, that you started. Yeah, it was the very first yeah. of the, uh, the minors. <laughs> so we've talked a lot about the different themes of the Ace of Wands. We've talked about uh, the Ace of Wands as a creative force. We've talked about the idea of the entire being contained within the first um, we've talked about fire. We've talked about, um. Oh, you know what we didn't mm-hmm. talk about? What did we not talk about? The princesses. We didn't mention yeah. The, yeah. the, just that, you know, we can connect mm-hmm. all the minor cards to their corresponding court. Mm-hmm. But in the case of the ace, in the princess, they're, they're, kind of that they have that they have that, that connection yeah, she's sitting on the that throne relationship yes yeah, so they call you know the um the princess the throne of the ace mm-hmm. so what does that actually mean yeah when you, when you think of that so if you think of a throne it's a seat of power mm-hmm. so if, when you see an ace and you're looking well you know there's the potential for that goal for that power to manifest and what is that power you Mm -hmm. look at the princess right so whereas the ace is not yet fulfilled it's not right where where that will Mm -hmm. will manifest what Mm -hmm. realm you know and also if we think again about these metaphors of uh the kingdom we have the crown at the ace and we have 
the kingdom in Malkut. Yeah. And so the head and the feet. <laughs> exactly. And the ace is associated with Keter and the princess lives in Malkut. So she's in on she is the throne of the kingdom. She's crowned and sitting on her throne. Right. And when you look at the word throne, mm-hmm. there's a there's a root it's the same root for the word Dharma, mm. which means to establish fully. Okay. Yes. So you know if you think about th- being the throne, it's, you know, the thing, the established seat of power. Mm-hmm. It's you, if you approach the throne, you're asking for, you know, some kind of, right, you know, boon from, from the one in power. And, uh, so I, I think it's kind of cool too, because when the, there's that saying about the princesses, you know, whoa, who makes war upon her when she is thus firmly established? Right, because she has because all she, the force got, of yeah, that. Exactly. And th- and that's why the you have her bare-breasted and barefoot, because yeah. she needs nothing else. She contains everything mm-hmm. of the suit within her and fully manifests. Right. So right. when I see an ace, I think of the unfolding of a goal, that process that mm-hmm. will end up there, mm-hmm. you know, and... Mm-hmm. Likewise, when I see a princess, I see the the power to stand strong and wield the, that elemental power. Right. Good. And then we'll talk about how that manifests in daily life or in a daily reading when we get to the princess herself yes. or page. Okay, good. So I think that um, wraps it up for the Ace of Wands. It is a preview of the entirety of the uh, Minor Arcana. We're so glad that you came back to be with us here at Fortune's Wheelhouse, and we look forward to seeing you again next week with the Two of Wands. So long! And that's our show for today. You can find us at www.patreon.com slash fortuneswheelhouse, where you'll also find new episode announcements and loads of extra articles and visuals which will help you follow along with the show. If you're enjoying Fortune's Wheelhouse, won't you leave us a review on iTunes? It's more helpful to us than you can imagine. Even a sentence or two multiplies our reach so that other tarot enthusiasts out there, like you, can find and enjoy the show. And if you'd like to have a chance at these amazing giveaways that we keep mentioning, why not become a patron at the $3 level or above? You'll be entered to win in our prize drawings, you'll gain access to the 78 Playlist Tarot Music Project on Spotify, and you'll unlock a treasury of patron-only esoteric content on our website. What's that website again? It's www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse. We can't wait to welcome you to the wheelhouse community because you are a hero of the astral plane and we so appreciate your support. 